Hey, Julian. What? You know how you don't know how to read? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some good news for you, buddy. There is a new audio app called Newsly, and it's on iOS and Android. And what it does is it picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Doesn't that make you happy, Julian? Yeah. Yeah. So now you can actually pay attention to what's going on in the world around you. Since you can't read, now you can listen. You can browse articles from topics you choose, and you can start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. That's your New Year's resolution, Julian. Dude, this is going to really change my life. And guess what else? What? They have podcasts as well. No way! Explore trending topics from over 40 countries, including our podcast, Just the Tips with Austin and Julian. It's there too. What? So here's what you got to do. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or the link in the description and use the promo code TIPS. All caps, except the I is the number one. You get a one-month premium subscription. Holy smokes. Yep. Just the tips. Hey, everyone, be quiet. Just the tips is on. Hey, everybody. It's the two guys who can't stop shaking their Laffy Taffy, Austin and Julian. And this is Just the Tips with Austin and Julian, the show where we take tips, tricks, life hacks, mostly from Reddit, filter it through our degenerate brains, and regurgitate it in your ears. What's up, Austin? What's up, Julian? Nothing much. I had a very productive week this week in terms of self-improvement. And you want to know why? Ooh. Yes. I bought a journal called The Greatest Journal in the World, and I found it on Reddit. I didn't really know much about it. I was just looking for a journal, and this one seemed to check all the boxes. And it lets you – basically, it has you set up – it is done by a a husband and wife. And you you know I love husband and wife law teams. Yeah. They're great. Slash any business that is a husband and wife. Yeah. Me and Julian are big fans of. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. I always try to support husbands and wives, um, or husbands and husbands, or wives and wives. Thank you. And so, you basically lay out your thirty-day goals, and then you reflect every thirty days on how you're progressing, and lay out new goals or readjust however you need to. You also set out daily goals, which you check off every day, and then you also do a daily affirmation, write three things you're thankful for, and there's a journaling section. So you do that every day. And supposedly, if you stick with it, it'll really have some large impacts in your life. And I've been doing it, I guess I got it on Friday. So I started on Friday. And just after four days, I can already tell a huge difference in my consistency on the things that I always want to do, but never seem to have time to do because just the act of checking them off and having them in my to-do list makes me more motivated to, to squeeze them in every day so I can check those boxes off because it's a little motivating factor for me. Did you ever put big dick under things I'm thankful for yet? (laughs) No, I haven't. Is this uh how how long is like the actual journal section like or how much have like you a, been writing in that? Do you just write like basic stuff or have you gone in like a, a big you know brainstorm word sprawl whatever word vomit? 
it's only about a half a page, so it's like a paragraph. Um, so I haven't gone into a huge word vomit yet. I've mostly just freestyle whatever comes to my brain at the time. We'll see where it goes, though. If I need more paper, I can always get more paper. So this is more so just staying organized, being thankful, making progress. Not as much of just like free writing, I guess. Yeah, my counselor says I need to do a daily affirmation to keep my spirits up. And so I started watching a lot of uh, Stuart Schmalley and really got inspired. And so now I'm doing daily affirmations in my journal. Good for you, Julian. You mentioned that you got that planner on the last episode and I was hoping to, I shouldn't say I was hoping, I was planning on making fun of you for having never opened it up. So sure to doing it. Good for you. I'm not like you, Austin. I open all my packages and I start using them immediately. Austin has a robo vacuum that how long has it been in the box, Austin? A little over a month. No, it's not. It's been way longer than that. Yeah. Because you're right. It was it it was before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I think a good chunk before Christmas cuz Aaron told me about it and said, I bet you when you go visit him, it still is going to be there. And I visited Aaron in over Thanksgiving. Anyways, that's not important. I want to talk about <laughs> journals for a little while. Okay. I love journaling. As you know, I use this thing called 750words.com and it, it you can just write whatever you want. And as long as you hit 750 words, which actually can be a hindrance at times, because sometimes you just it'll keep me from doing it. Cause I'm like, ah, I don't want to do the whole thing, but you can just, it's not like it won't save it. You just don't get a, the Xbox. You don't get the box checked. If you don't, if you write less than 750, words. you get an Xbox if you do it. No, I said that wrong. Anyways, I fucking love it, man. Love journaling. It helps me organize my thoughts, helps talk to me through things, helps me be thankful or, you know, let me know where I need to get my shit together which is usually planning and organization. But I do really like the idea of those things that yours has, like the specific affirmations and, and things like that, things that you're thankful for. I don't do that as much. I try to bring it up in the journal, but I think it's nice to have some kind of structure to it. Even though I, I've tried things like that and it doesn't necessarily work for me, you know, it's all about finding what works best for you. But I think you're going to love journaling, Julian. I'm going to stick with it. So far, so good. I just want to create better habits, basically, and more consistency in my habits. So my biggest goals are to play the piano every day and practice Spanish every day and exercise every day, which exercise I didn't I kind of exercised yesterday. I went skiing, but I didn't I don't know if that counts. I mean, it is a leg workout, but I injured my back at the gym on Saturday. So it's been really sore. So I've been trying to take it easy and give that some time to recover. Hey, Julian. What? You're going to be happy to hear this. What? Skiing counts. It does? Anything counts. That's Yeah, I'm sure your heart rate's getting up. You're using a lot of your muscles and joints and shit. I mean, walking counts, you know? Anything that gets your heart rate up and gets you moving counts. So just the, f the fact that you love it is just an added bonus, Julian. So pat yourself on the back. You worked out yesterday. So whenever you walk in the room and my heart rate raises, that counts as exercise? Yeah, it does. Oh, wow. All Especially right. what we do after I walk in the room. <laughs> we walk in the room more often, please? <laughs> sure. 
All right. As long as you keep getting full boners. Hell, <laughs> you know they're not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I've been a bit of a good boy myself. Well, let's not talk about last night. Well, let's talk about last night real quick. No big deal. I had some Nikos. I had a pollo salad burrito, maybe a cheese quesadilla, and I had a large bag of king size bag of sour Skittles. Dude, when you go, you go. Yeah, but I've been doing this F forty five challenge. You know, F forty five. It's like Orange Theory type of thing, but it's endorsed by Mark Wahlberg, so you can imagine what that entails. It's a forty five day challenge. I'm doing it with my boss who's actually in really good shape and actually works as a spin instructor on some days off. But, you know, I have a lot more body fat and I'm in worse shape than him, so I'm hoping I can edge him out as far as the muscle gain slash fat combo. And today was my eighth day in a row going to F45. Eight days in a row, Julian. No fucking breaks. Suck Suck on that, Julian. You're more of a badass than I am, Austin. I haven't done that. I did... I only had one day last week of no exercise which was friday i took my dog for a walk so i guess that counts as a little exercise hey julian we're gonna count that besides that i exercised every day so that was pretty good and the only reason i'm not exercising is today is because i i don't want to i want to give my back time to fully recover before i go back to the gym because i was doing getting a little too crazy with the kettlebell and uh yanked my lower back muscle and, um, what do you I mean? Were hum- you like put it in your mouth and stuff or what? I just, I'm, I get super aggressive with my weights at, at the gym and I always pick way too heavy a weight. And I did that and I regretted it and I pulled the muscle in my back and I was hobbling around for a couple days after, but I get so pumped. They put on those, those, those EDM tracks and I just start thrusting and I'm like, I need to thrust more. It's not enough. And I grab the bigger weights, and then sometimes I hurt myself. Hey, that was a nice humble brag you did there. Yeah, dude, sometimes I just lift so much weight that, you know, my muscles can handle it, but the bones and joints sometimes aren't, aren't quite ready. So, Julian, if we were if we were in the same – or if we weren't in different states right now, I'd suck your dick in front of everyone. Oh, man. You just made my heart raise. I just <laughs> exercise today. All right, let's get into these tips before we get too hard. Okay. It's my turn to go first. I only know that because I finally started editing the last episode, which I'm pretty sure was from Christmas. No, it wasn't. No, we already did our Christmas special. That's it was been released. shortly thereafter. The Christmas special, it's been a fan favorite, let me tell you. <laughs> Let's actually never speak of it again. It wasn't that bad. The slowdowns were hilarious. Thanks. All right. This is a life pro tip from William T. Power. If you join a company and there's an intensely toxic person that has been around for a while, likely there's some reason they haven't been fired. Figure out that reason and throw down a gauntlet or go to war. I don't know what that means. I've always heard gauntlet. I thought it was something else. Anyways, figure out who figure out the reason why this person who's so toxic has been around and why they haven't been fired before you uh, consider stepping up to the plate, you know? Because they may have some dirt on somebody, and they may have tenure or be, what's the word I'm looking for? Not invincible. They may be, what's another word for untouchable, Julian? Uh, Immune? Te- te- Teflon Don? Yeah, yes. 
they may be Teflon Don. So I've seen a lot of this in my current job, actually. And uh, if people have some dirt on the right people, they can get away with a lot of shit. So be careful. Don't go head to head with them, Julian. Okay, I'll remember that. I don't really know what to say about this. I don't have anyone that like that where I work, so... Well, you work at a family company, you know, everyone's always has a smile on their face. It is it is a nice place to be. But, so, I guess, I'm trying to think of a toxic person I've worked with, and I'm sure I've worked with them, but I am always kind of the person that gets along with everybody, so even, like, people that everyone else hates, a lot of times will get along. And I'll be like the one person they like in the whole company. And everyone will be like, oh, you like Karen? Karen sucks. And be like, oh, you just don't know her, man. Karen's a sweet gal. You're like, actually, we're going to play video games later tonight. We're, I'm kind of yeah. the same way. We both get along well with people. And I think we both give people the benefit of the doubt. I have ran into this situation several times, though. And I think it's a lot more common for the average person. Just something to be aware of. Sure, maybe it's a shit tip. Sure, maybe we're running out of tips and I got desperate and pulled that one out of the bottom of the bucket. But it's a tip, you know? <laughs> it's not a very good one. Technically, I don't even know technically how... it is a tip, though. Right? It is. Yeah. So I don't, I don't move even on to know. The, fuck it. Move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I tried to respond to that shit tip. Julian, I promise you, you're going to have a worse tip in the show alone. So no let's way. not get carried away. Okay. I'm going to start with this banger right here. <laughs> you got a banger? Yeah. And it's from Rhino Pickles. And this one, I'm about a month late on, but hopefully we're still early enough in the year where this can be of a some benefit Chris- to you. A little Christmas shopping tip? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, kind of. Oh, that would be fucking great. <laughs> it's not, Well, it's kind of like that. It's... Make a gift list on your phone starting on January 1st every year. Whenever someone you typically buy gifts for mentions something that they want or need, write it down in the gift list. This way, you'll have a list of things to get that person when gift giving season comes around. Julian, that's an A-plus tip right there. That's actually something that I kind of do, not officially, but if it's you know one of the six people or whoever I'm dating at the time mention something i'll write it in my in my notes app and it has come in very handy let me tell you yeah especially for those hard to buy gifts for people man make a note the best is if you catch it early in the year and their birthdays or christmas obviously christmas is at the end of the year but if their birthday is like a long ways away and then you buy that thing that they mentioned six months ago and they're like oh you remembered I like My Little Pony and you got him a My Little, purple My Little Pony shirt and, yeah. uh, and they love it. That's a fast track to some wet panties. Yeah. Well, it depends. It could be a fast track to a hard on as well. It, My Little Pony yeah. is not just for girls, Austin. There's a lot of pony boys out there. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, Believe me, I know. Don't don't discriminate. Don't forget about them. Julian, I know way more about My Little Pony than you do. Oh, really? You want to put that to the test? Let's fucking do it. But let's save it for a later date. How many My Little Ponies are there? And where do they live? 
That's an easy one. Those are trick questions. No, where do they live? The North Pole. No, they live in Ponyland, you dumbass. Oh. I just made that up. I have no idea. I'm sure yeah, you do know it, more. Clearly neither one of us know anything about it, but Yeah. I know nothing that's a, about That's that's all about to change as soon as we finish this stupid show. I know the theme song. Do you remember the theme song? No. Please, will you sing it, please? Yeah. Out of tune, preferably? No, I'm, I actually know this one pretty well. Right. It goes, ponies, my little ponies. That's coming, the whole... Oh, <laughs> sir. Coming home to roost. Are you... What is happening? Is that... Did you just make that up? <laughs> yeah. I, I no would idea. have no idea. I know nothing. About I don't it. even know either. I know there was I that. Docu- look it up. Well, I, I want to look it I up. I remember there was that documentary about those, like the grown men that were obsessed with My Little Pony. <laughs> you saw that, right? Yeah. All right, let's move on. I don't. We can't do this. <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to see how close I was. Oh my god, I was pretty close. I can't believe I still fall for your bullshit from time to time. <laughs> Dude, it is hilarious. I was so close. What? It literally says, My little pony, my little pony, my oh, little you just pony. Have the, play it. Are you just doing the. the oh, lyrics? I did play it, but I, I guess it's he- coming. It's coming over my headphones, so you're not going to be able to hear it. But you can imagine. Yeah, just look it up. Oh, this this is this is the new one. I want the original. Anyway, who knew there's a new, a new My Little Pony? And they have four point six nine million subscribers to My Little Pony. Yeah, man, shit's no joke. They're raking in the dollars. They're YouTube stars now. All right, but hey, great tip, Julian. Thanks. Once again, the Notes app comes to the rescue. It's the best app ever. Dude, do you ever go in a deep dive into your Notes app and look at things that you wrote down? No, every now and then I'll, well, sort of every now and then I'll go in there and try to organize things because there's a lot of redundancy, but yeah, I always, am like, I'm going to go clean it up and cause I have a lot of good stuff in there and I keep my life in order through the notes app. But do you Julian? I have so many multi-billion dollar corporation ideas in there. I'm sure. That's a gold mine. I'm just looking for the right day and the right investor to, to get Get them off the ground, you know? Sure. Sure. Okay. Let's go on to the next tip. This is a life pro tip posted by Hello Mayari. This is something I'm unsure of, but uh, more of like a discussion. See what you think. I know you're going to shut it down, but I'm, I'm just curious. It might They might be onto something. I don't know. To help control binge watching, stop in the middle of a new episode. Some shows are really good that I find it hard to stop watching just one or two episodes at a time, and most will end with a cliffhanger that leads into the next one's plot, so I always end up thinking, okay, just one more. I found it helps to watch the first few minutes of a new episode to resolve the previous one's cliffhanger and hit pause when there's a lull in the story. This makes it easier to resume at another time. This is something I'd never even thought of, you know, because you get used to just finishing a whole episode whenever you can. But I think they might be onto something because, you know, the way that we binge watch things nowadays, it's almost like you're just watching one long ass 10 hour movie or whatever it is. So might be worth giving a shot. Uh, I had thought of that the last time we had it on the show. 
We've done that tip before. I and think, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, we, we have. have. I know that tip well. And Okay. Yeah, for someone who has no discipline like yourself, that's a great tip. But for me, I can stop at one. I'm not like it's not like Lay's potato chips for me. In fact, I get pretty bored if I watch like too many shows. You need to get up and go swing some kettlebells around. No, I just I I can't sit around that long. Um so anyway, I uh, but I think well yeah, for to be someone, clear for someone can, who gets stuck on shows hold for on. Sure, that's a good tip to be clear you can play video games for 74 hours straight yeah but that's using my brain I know I just wanted to make it clear that you're no less of a lazy piece of shit than the rest of us uh, I'm not saying I am I'm just saying like I need something that's more mentally stimulating than a show sometimes the only time I can really sit down and watch a <laughs> shitload of shows is if I'm not feeling well but if I'm feeling good, then I got too much tiger blood going through me. Isn't it weird how when you really, really feel like shit, like it's easy to just do nothing. You're just so focused on how shitty you feel and how you can't move that like you don't care what's playing. You don't care what's on TV or you'll just lay there. Like it's really fucking sad and depressing. Yeah, it is. And you wish well. that you could utilize that time, you know? And eat an edible and watch the best shows, but sometimes that's just not the case, Julian. I know those days get wasted sometimes. It's a shame. Um, maybe a journal will help you through those days, Julian. I can't journal when I can't even open my eyes to watch a show. That's true. You could uh, you could do a uh, audio recording, like a, one of those little things doctors use. Little Still. Tapes. Sometimes when I think about laying around watching TV, I know I've probably mentioned this, but one of the best experiences I've had in my life was after I tore my Achilles, you know, it was fucking horrible, but like the second day after surgery, it hurt so bad. And so I took like way too many pain pills and I watched the entire season of White Lotus and I was just in heaven. That's a good show. And I'm sure it goes really well with, uh, uh, overdose of pain pills yeah and that leads me into my next tip austin perfectly it's a perfect segue you oh, needed great. me to do it so thank you this one is kind of a depressing thing and we should probably do a public service announcement about suicide after it but um it comes from montana boy zero and it's a you should know. You should know overdosing on Tylenol is a slow, painful way to die. Due to being cheap, readily available, and easily accessible, Tylenol overdose has become one of the most common suicide methods. However, people don't realize how truly awful a Tylenol overdose really is. The first 0 to 24 hours, you may feel nothing or mild symptoms. After that, the torture begins. You'll suffer profuse vomiting edema, which is your body swelling up, a crushing headache, turn yellow, and feel like your liver and kidneys are being stabbed nonstop. What people often describe as the worst pain they've ever experienced in bleeding, this goes on for days or even weeks. Meanwhile, if you reach the final stage, you are suffering as you wait for a liver transplant, which you'll be at the bottom of the list for, or death when all your organs shut down. Most people survive Tylenol overdoses. However, they can often 
be left with permanent liver, kidney, brain damage, which can require things such as dialysis for multiple hours several times per week, medication, and lifestyle changes. Thanks, Julian. That's a good. That's a good suicide tip. It, <laughs> is there? Do you have any other recommendations of, of better ways to kill myself? <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least present sounds, a solution here. There is solution. So, what can be done? Three things. Number one: educate people on the reality of an overdose. Number two: mandate that Tylenol be sold in blister pack form. When the UK implemented this, intentional overdoses declined by 43%. And number three, treat the underlying problem. We have a mental health crisis, and it's not going to go away on its own. Developed countries especially need to work on providing resources to people with mental health conditions before it escalates to suicide. And then he says, if you or someone you know ODs on Tylenol, uh, go to the ER immediately. There is an antidote that is extremely effective within eight hours and helpful for up to 48 hours after. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to take notes here. So if I OD on it, I should go to the hospital, you're saying? Not just resolve it at home? Yes. Okay. Or if you know someone that did, take them to the hospital. Okay. But basically, that, write that down. don't kill yourself and definitely go seek mental health. I think that's step one. Yeah, like no one should be seek mental health. Nothing's worth ending your life over, and well, some things are, I guess. But <laughs> but it's more like, <laughs> dude, this is <laughs> derailed so bad. All right, no, Julie. but I mean, like, well, like, yeah, all right. So should I'll I say, or should I I'll not? Say, Am I supposed to kill myself or no, Julian? Like, fucking, no, help, give me an you're answer. Not. Don't kill yourself. Okay, but I was just saying that things like where people. Where they do like, uh, like if you get diagnosed with a horrible disease that you're going to suffer for like the rest of your life through and die a miserable death and maybe, you know, that's worth it to, to escape that horrible torture. But if you do, but I just don't think you should kill yourself. Let's even, let's be be clear there. Okay. Clear there. I'm. I'm Even if I have a terminal suicide. illness and I'm suffering every day, <laughs> I still should not. Like, oh, Julian's going to be so disappointed. I'm just, yes. I mean, you should. All right, Julian. <laughs> let, me, let me step in for I can't a second. Make that for you. Let me step in for a second. <laughs> Julian's just going to keep talking for another hour if we let him. Um, Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide is very unfortunate and it's it's just one of those weird things and there's a lot of people that just get mad at people when they commit suicide which I think is pretty ignorant. You have to factor in the fact that when people commit suicide they are typically not seeing clearly. They're in some like deep depression seeing tunnel vision of just like oh I'm miserable Nobody likes me. Everyone would be better off if I were to die, all that. you know. So first of all, that's all bullshit to think someone's a coward for committing suicide. And also there's, from what I've heard, you know, there's, there's proof that even people that were dead set on committing suicide, I didn't mean to say dead set, but 
they usually change their mind too. Like people that jumped off of the Golden State Bridge, there's there's accounts of people that jumped and like landed in the net or survived somehow. And like halfway down, they're like, oh shit, I wish I didn't do this. I actually don't want to die. Or the best that I've heard is, I think it was like a Vice article from a decade or plus ago about some guy who was going to commit suicide. And then he's like, well, as a last hurrah, I'm just going to go to Mexico and spend the remainder of my money on cocaine and hookers. And then he went down there and, you know, had sex with a bunch of hookers, did a bunch of cocaine, and he found his will to live. And I feel like that's pretty inspirational. But point being, I think that's what people, that's the point you need to try to get across. Well, first, you need to try to get professional help immediately for people that may be suicidal. Did he try to help them realize that it will be better, even though they can't see with any clarity at the time? Did he find a newfound love of life? By doing cocaine and hookers and just keep doing that? Or did he have like an awakening and... Once you take a sip... Sorry. <coughs> I swallowed my spit down the wrong hole. And I don't have any water. Oh. Yeah, what I what I told you is literally the extent of, of what I know. Oh. From what I think he came back to the States and then eventually resumed some somewhat of a normal life not revolving around cocaine and hookers because you may not know this julian but as much fun as that sounds like in the end it's you're gonna be uh very empty and not happy that's true you probably I would assume i don't know i'm sure that's not a very fulfilling you life deviated septum you know what among, is a among other things system? what is a deviated septum is that just like a hole between the that cartilage yeah it's like a, i don't know exactly it's a hole up in your nose an extra hole and some people are just born with them but some people get it from doing cocaine oh that sounds horrible yeah i don't want one of those all right guys you heard it here first julian so it's yes or no on the suicide no suicide obviously this is a comedy show uh i'm joking and if you have any issues it's called the suicide hotline or there's that new uh, there's that new mental health uh, number to call. You remember what that is? No, what's that? Hold on, I gotta Google it. I always see it. The only reason I'm joking about that is because I assume that everybody understands this topic fairly well. I mean, not someone who's depressed. Well, yeah, I mean the people around them. We kind of already talked about that. Nine eight eight. If you if you're having a mental health crisis or need someone to talk to, you can call nine eight eight at any time, and uh, there'll be someone to talk to on the other line. Oh, really? Nine eight eight? Huh? Yeah. I'd never it's heard a of newly, that. It's a newly launched uh, program throughout the entire U.S. I should probably know that. You should know that. Jesus. Okay, I have another tip. It's from Jeep X Jeep. Jeep spelled with a G. When you are buying a duvet for your bed, I think they just mean comforter in general. When buying... Let me just start over. When you are buying a comforter for your bed, buy the size larger than your bed. You will have an improved sleep, not fighting for your fair share of the cover. And then he goes on to say, My wife and I made the upgrade years ago and forgot how used to it we have become over Christmas. We stayed in a double bed with only a double duvet and we're constantly fighting for enough cover. You will not regret this Julian. You know what I do? I take a step further. If I 
I'm dating someone and they're sharing my bed with me. Two comforters side by side. We each get our own. What about if you want to snuggle under the covers in the middle of the night? It's not an option. That's. Seems... I mean, you just lift. You you can figure it out. You just lift up there. It's a logistical nightmare, but you can figure it out. Do they ever or like get out of my comforter and go back to your own comforter? I don't know. I've been sleeping alone in my bed for a long time, so I forgot what it's like to share a bed with another human being. Well, you can share my bed anytime. Mookie looks very excited right now. His eyes are like... Mookie looks like he's done a lot of cocaine and he might have a deviated septum. I can hear him purring. Comforters are never big enough. You know, when you're sharing them with someone, they're, and especially if if someone grabs it with their elbow and rolls into it, you're already fucked at that point. So just size up. There's no downside to it. You know what someone needs to make? You can hurt... His purring is amazing. It's very loud. Is a duvet cover that is easy to put on because they fucking suck. Whenever you type to take off a duvet cover to wash it and then you got to figure out how to put that thing back on, it's a nightmare. It's never easy. And if someone could just come up with an easy duvet cover, they'd make a million. They'd go on to that Shark Tank show. And just be like, I got an easy duvet cover. Boom. They'd be a feeding frenzy of those sharks. Yeah, I agree. I don't use a duvet because I just, I'm such a hot sleeper that even I've even tried like the light down comforter things that are supposedly like you don't overheat in and I still get too hot. So I just use the Costco. They have like those, like, you know, those super soft blankets. I just get a king size one of those and I use that. I know it doesn't look as good, but, you know, it's just what I got to do. Oh, that's cool, Austin. Thanks for sharing. No one gives a shit. <laughs> you you have a legit duvet cover with the... Well, no, I'm I have sure a regular comforter. Does. Oh. Well, what yeah. does that mean? That could mean any number of things. Uh, it's a comforter. What I mean, mean, when when you say I have a regular comforter, it could literally be like a blanket that your mom knit 15 years ago. No, it's a if you went to the comforter section of the store, you're going to find this thing there. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's green. So no duvet, just like a no, it's just like a, a couple old, inches thick. Just right. a regular old comforter, Austin. Hey, good choice. Nothing fancy. And just one. You guys share the same one. Yeah. All right. We got a king size bed, so well, there, there you go again with the humble brags. <laughs> I'm just saying we got plenty of room. And here's a little tip for you. And I think I've covered this on the show before. A California king is not as wide as a regular king. A California king is longer but na- more narrow, and a regular king is wider. And for me, I'm all about the width. And I don't give a shit about how long the bed is. I've never been like, this bed's too short. As long as my ankles aren't hanging off the edge, I'm good. But width-wise, I can definitely say I've been in some beds that are lacking in that department. I feel like I told you that on the show, but anyways. No, you didn't. I learned that from a mattress salesman, Austin. Okay. Don't take, don't right. take credit for that mattress salesman's education to me. 
my dad told me that years ago and he was very adamant about it. He's actually told me about it several times and it always stuck with me and I Googled it and uh, I agree. But I mean, I think the only time you need a California King is if you're fucking over six, six other than that. But for me, I prefer sleeping with my ankles hanging off the bed. I sleep face down, pass out style with my toes pointed to the ground, hanging off the bed. Do you know why it's called it's a California King? Because of Shaq? No, because California is such a tall state. Oh. Yeah. 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 Now that you mention it, it really is. I just made that up. But it sounds true. Yeah. I bet it's true. Well, thank you, Julian. You're welcome. All right. Uh, I got another tip, Austin. Are you ready for this one? Yes. This one is definitely about a month too late. A month and five days to be exact. It comes from Revenge of the Khaki. You should know most wrapping paper is not recyclable. Many people try to recycle wrapping paper around the holidays because they feel guilty that all this paper is going to waste. While the thought is noble, the reality is that trying to recycle items that aren't recycling just bogs down recycling centers and ultimately is counterproductive to your goals. Papers that are not recyclable. Any paper with a metallic shiny finish or even part on even part of the surface. Any paper with a waxy or plastic coating. Basically, if you have any confidence that a few drops of water would beat off the paper rather than soak into it like a tissue, the paper is probably no good. And any portions of paper containing contaminants such as tags, tape, adhesives, bows, etc., so all that shit, just throw it away. Don't put it in the recycling bin because you're fucking up the earth, you asshole. Well, that's a sad turn of events. I didn't know that. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, you know I mean, many, you know much destruction you've probably done in your life, Austin, with all the fucking wrapping paper you're trying to recycle? You know what sucks is that I actually got really good about recycling. And obviously recycling is different state to state and what they accept and how they process it and all that shit. But last I heard, Tucson just started throwing the recycling into the landfill with everything else because we've talked about this, so I'll make it quick. But they didn't even have any plants here as far as I understand. And they would just gather up all the recycling and put it on cargo ships and send it back to China. You know, the ships would send over a bunch of Chinese stuff, products, and then we would just send them back. But the cargo containers were filled with recycling stuff. But now China has blown up so much and they, you know, they produce a lot of shit for themselves and have their own recycling that they don't want it anymore. And so I think Tucson, at least, is a lost cause. I assume other places are different. California has to still be pretty big on recycling, I would think. We are, but I think we have the same challenges as many other places because, obviously, uh, we sent a lot of stuff to China as well. I don't know the current state of affairs, but I, th I think you're right uh, that a lot of stuff that was recycled previously is now a challenge to recycle because no one wants to no one wants it and it's it, it you know it takes a lot of effort to recycle these things and probably not a lot of profit in it and so you're just left with 
a bunch of junk once the countries that were previously taking it no longer want it. You know what I never understood is, you know how you can make diesel out of used cooking oil? Yeah. It's called biodiesel. I've heard. Yeah, I don't know anything about the process, but yes. It's pretty easy as far as I know. Uh, I think you just have to filter it and, and do some other shit. But it's not hard because supposedly, and you can fact check me on this, the diesel engine was originally designed to run on vegetable oil. So with a few modifications, you can run a diesel engine. Let's do a quick spelling bee. How do you spell supposedly? Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, putting words here, in my mouth. here's the only anyway, two things about recycling. So here's here's the thing. Hold up. So why every restaurant has to pay to get their used cooking oil picked up and disposed of? They all have a big vat in the back of the restaurant that is full of their used cooking oil. Why doesn't someone grab all that, turn it into biodiesel, and then sell it as fuel? I mean, it's it's, it feels like a no-brainer to me. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason. I've I remember like 15, 20 years ago, some guy saying that he got his biodiesel from McDonald's on some show. I don't know. I'm sure there's some sort of law or something. Who knows? But anyways, the two things you need to know about recycling are you can't recycle pizza boxes, so quit fucking putting those in the recycling bin. And the second is one time Julian adamantly told me that you could not recycle a jar of peanut butter unless it was clean. And he somehow licked the entire jar of peanut butter clean. I don't know how, but he did it. Remember that? Yeah, you got to have a long tongue and you got to have some time and dedication. But you can do it. Very impressive. Yeah. And uh, I don't like wasting any peanut butter. I love that stuff. I put it on everything. You know, in some countries, they think peanut butter is absolutely disgusting. Like Germany, for example, in Australia. Like, Australians love Vegemite, and we think it's gross. They think peanut butter is gross, or a lot of them do anyway. That is weird. I think we've talked about that. But, yeah, if you're not used to something. Like, that durian fruit in Southeast Asia, it literally tasted like a gym sock to me. It was the grossest thing. Oh, you tried it? Yeah, and people love that shit. Yeah. I have been watching uh, a lot of food shows in Mexico, and, like, Mexico has a very diverse food culture. And one of the items on their menu that we don't eat enough of here is insects. Insects are a great source of protein and low calorie, but they appall us because they haven't been in our culture. But in Mexico, in parts of it anyway, they love that shit. They'll eat crickets, they eat scorpions, tarantulas, you name it. And uh, they really enjoy them. And there's a lot of people pushing to get the American society to start putting insects on their table because the resources it takes to harvest insects is much less than like cattle or any other livestock. And the health benefits are great in terms of the source of protein. I tried a protein bar made out of insects once, though. It was not good. It was not good. <laughs> That's not surprising. So they got to figure that out. I ate the some insects when I was in gross. Thailand. Yeah, I think any third world country, or a lot of them, I would assume, eat insects. 
And like you said, I've, I've heard that too, that it's a great source of protein. Obviously, there are a lot of reasons it makes sense. But yeah, I don't think we'll be able to successfully push that here. But something to think about. I mean, if you had the, I think if you gave it to the right chef, they could probably do it. But the stuff I had in the protein bar was not good. It tasted like insects. I wonder how it would be for, you know, people that are vegan or vegetarian for ethical reasons. I wonder how many would kind of cross over for insects because people don't give a shit about insects as much, you know? I mean, yeah, I think it depends on the insect. I would feel a lot worse eating a million mosquitoes than, you know, having to kill a cow, especially mosquitoes. I'm going to my diet would be primarily mosquitoes. I fucking hate those. What about, uh, are you throwing an aluminum can for your cat? No, my cat, I looked back and he was fully, his whole body was inside of a Chipotle bag. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just like his daddy. Yeah. Did Julian, did you, did you have something else interesting to say about insects as a source of protein? I lost my train of thought when you threw that bag. I showed you the video of me eating a scorpion, right? Yeah, I've seen that photo or video. I had a yeah, big-ass dried scorpion, like a black one that was like four inches long, and they put barbecue seasoning on it. And it honestly was just crunchy, the, except for the, uh, the pinchers were very chewy. But that went down just fine, and then I ate durian fruit, and I like literally started gagging and almost threw up. I heard that durian, and uh, you're proving this this wrong but i heard it tastes way better than it smells but apparently you're saying it does not i mean not from what i remember and i did take a big sniff because i remember someone telling me about that and maybe i remember it smelled like gym socks but i mean you know how the taste and smell are connected so i think it's it's hard to separate that the two i don't i don't think there are too many things that smell like shit that taste good that i go after right yeah i mean there's a lot of things i've tried multiple times to like and and my they just don't fit my palate like menudo for example never had menudo that i've ever enjoyed and everyone's like oh you just haven't had the right menudo every time like all right i'll try it again and they're like this is the best menudo and i never like it so i think that's just not for me so i think just some things if you're not grown if you're not growing up with them you're just probably not gonna like them for me menudo is just it's still a mental block, knowing that it's tripe, knowing that tripe looks fucking gross, but I think I'm going to get there one day. I'm, I'm going to keep working at it. I watched this guy, Mark Weens. probably talked about him before. He's a very famous YouTuber. Shout out to Mark Weens, Travel for Food. And he's he travels all over the world and eats, you know, all kinds of food from all different cultures. And in his some of his more recent episodes, he's been in the Philippines and I have never seen a cuisine that would challenge me more than the Philippines. At least what he's eating. I'm sure there's like there, there's Filipino restaurants in L.A. and stuff that are supposed to be really good and they look really good. Um, but they're not serving what this guy was eating. He was eating like there's a restaurant that specializes in deep fried pig assholes. Like, no joke, it was the asshole with the intestine attached to it. So the thing's probably like nine inches long. And they deep fry it and season it, and they give you a plate of them. And he was just chomping them down like no other. And he's like... I bet it tastes like calamari would be my guess. He literally said this tastes like shit, but in a good way. 
I wonder. I mean, you'd think they would clean all the shit out. Well, yeah, they do, but still, like that shit soaks in, man. I don't know. I couldn't do that. That just ugh. right. When I think of Filipino cuisine, I think of spam, and you know, Veronica's Filipino, and her, her dad's like from the Philippines, and they ate all kinds of shit with spam. I mean, I've had. Did you have the uh, the spam that is? served over rice with seaweed it's kind of like a piece of sushi but with spam mm. it starts with an m they eat it a lot in hawaii i've seen that but i don't know if i've had it i just had it for the first time two weeks ago it was delicious and also i think with any kind of ethnic cuisine that you eat the american version is going to be different you know it's going to whatever they're eating is going to be based on what they have access to and how much money they have you know yeah. I mean, in all fairness, we're also eating assholes every day when we're eating sausages and hot dogs and stuff. Like, that's all that is. Yeah, and just eating ass in general. And also another example of something that smells like shit but tastes good. <laughs> you don't eat ass, Julian? Uh, Austin. Julian, you have a lot of growing up to do. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, you don't do it, like, after a sporting event, but maybe after a shower or something. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, I'm not saying there is. I'm not saying there is. But uh, let's move on. I got... Wait, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. All right. Let's clean things up here a little bit. This is a life pro tip from according dash anybody five zero eight. In most cases, you don't need to wash your clothes with hot water. Heating the water takes up almost 90% of the energy expenditure of a washing machine. Most detergents nowadays don't even need high temperatures and work fine in the cold. It's better for your wallet and the environment. Mm. Just wash everything on cold, man. You're going to be fine. Wait, but what are, it says almost in all situations, what are the situations where you do need to use warm water? Does it say? Uh, no. Oh. But you can imagine. I mean, I'm. Thinking I don't know. Like, maybe like if there's like shit all over your pants. Well, I, I was know. thinking like gym clothes. You know that smell really bad. Yeah, so would you need them? I, yeah, for like, I guess an example would be things where there are possible contamination as far as germs, like. Sometimes I'll wash my work stuff hot. I, I'm anything in the medical field. I feel like it'd probably be smart to wash things hot. But for your average load of laundry, you could probably just wash it cold. I wash everything on cold, and that way I can mix whites and darks and all that, and it never seems to be a problem. Oh, what? If you if you if you wash on cold, you don't have to worry about your clothes bleeding. No, maybe really? if it, if it's something brand new, maybe give it a wash. Like, if you get a, a brand new fucking super red sweatshirt, maybe give it a wash by itself at first. But after the first initial wash or two, you can mix all that shit. I don't separate anything. I haven't for years. What? Yeah. And you're like, you're like the king of laundry. Yeah. The one, actually, I let's back up a second. I have started separating occasionally, but I only separate the clothes if i have whites that got dirty as fuck and i want to bleach them but if i'm not bleaching them then just mix it all together it doesn't matter wash it on cold my wife separates all kinds of stuff that i've never heard need to be separated before like she says 
uh, you can't wash jeans with shirts. Like jeans and, and pants have to be washed separate because the buttons and zippers beat up the shirts. I mean, first of all, don't even try to wrap your head around women's laundry. I think there is some truth to that. Like jeans are going to be rougher. So you wouldn't want to wash it with like gentle shirts. Like for you, you can just put all your shit in together. <laughs> oh. Except your silk shirts, you know, do hand wash those in the tub. Okay. Everything else you can mix together and then just use. What about gym clothes with non-gym clothes? Yeah, dude, I mix all that shit together. I mix my gym clothes with my work clothes, with my sexy lingerie. I mean, I guess lingerie is different, but yeah, all everything that you wear is going to be fine. Okay. You've changed my life, Austin. Even gonna... whatever you wear to a wedding, that you can still throw that in with your jeans. It doesn't matter. Like the the worst is when you put in a bunch of color clothes and then and you've already done your whites and then you find that one white sock that was hiding at the bottom. And you're like, "God damn it." Dude, no wonder you hate laundry so much. You've just been putting in so much unnecessary effort. This is going to really change the game for you. I'm literally doing laundry as we speak, and I'm going to go do my next load and try this theory out. Dude, this is going to be a load to remember. It is. I can't wait. All right. Austin, we talk a lot about plunging toilets on this show, and uh, here's one that I always... I never know what to do with the plunger after you plunge, right? Because it's full of shit and disgusting water. What do you do with that plunger? What do you do with it? I mean, thank God I haven't had to plunge in years. My This house has surprisingly good plumbing for how old it is or, and good water pressure. But I think last time I had a shitty plunger, and it wasn't me. I was helping a friend out. Once you get it flushed, you just dip it back in the toilet and then flush it with clean water and let it rinse all that shit off. And then, I mean, I imagine ideally, you know, if you're if you're kind of prissy, you could take it outside and hose it down and maybe throw some bleach on it. Sometimes that doesn't work, though, and you're still going to have shit water dripping off that thing. And when you walk outside, it's going to drip shit water all over the, the path that you take outside. Well, I mean, put it in like a fucking trash bag or hold the trash can under it or something. That's pretty good, but <laughs> use your imagination. Well, Sam W two zero nine one zero has another solution for you, and it's you take that plunger, you lift up the the toilet seat cover, and you stick the plunger under it, like with the wooden handle trapped between the lid and the seat. And then you just let it hang over the over the bowl so it drip dries. That's a good idea. And then you can take it out and rinse it out. And that gets rid of all the drips so you're not dripping shit water everywhere. That way you give your shit on the plunger time to dry and crust to it. I feel like my well, idea is yeah, better. Just need throw a... it in a trash bag and take it outside and hose it down. Well, this is to keep the drips from dripping. Like... you. You might have to soak it again and do some further cleaning afterwards. This is just to keep the drips in the toilet and not on your floor or something like that. All right. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, that changed my life, and I hope it changes some other people's too. Thanks, Julian. Mm-hmm. That was a good tip. You're All right. Welcome. Well, I guess it's time for us to say goodbye. What? I have another tip. Well, you're going to have to save it for next week. Ah, 
Son of a bitch. If it's that good, you can rapid fire it, but it's got to be less than 30 seconds. Okay, fine. It comes from... Nah, it's not good enough to rapid fire. because I, 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 I knew as soon as I said that, it was like, it doesn't matter what this tip is. Julian's going <laughs> to say it. No, I'm not. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna save it for next week. Save it for next week, then maybe we can actually fucking convince ourselves to record again. Okay. And I'm sure you'll forget about it. No, I'm gonna. Hey, I'm this gonna is. Make a I got note. a good idea. Let's do a cliffhanger. I'm gonna make a note right now. Let's do a cliffhanger. Julian, say the tip, and then we'll say, "Stay tuned to find out." Okay. What? I'll, you want me to say the tip and then? Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna to find out if it's, it's a good tip. It's or gonna not? be a cliffhanger, so people come back and listen next week. <laughs> okay, I'll say half the tip. <laughs> it comes from Kara Cold, and when buying a home, never underestimate the impact of. Just say the rest of it. No, that's the cliffhanger. You got to tune in next week. To well, the cliffhanger what... is people are just chomping at the bit to see what we have to say about it. No, the cliffhanger is they're, when they're buying a new home, they're not going to know what to never underestimate the impact of. All right. You heard it here, guys. You got to listen next week. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So, well, Julian. Good luck peeling yourself away from this podcast, people. Julian, I love you very much. Suck these earlobes, Austin. These earlobes need a good sucking. All right. I'll suck them. All right. The rest of you, I love you. Thanks for listening, guys. Just tips pod at AOL.com. We promise to do better, if not next week, then the week after that, most likely. Hey, I'm journaling now, so that's going to help me. What are you doing, Austin? Hey, I've been journaling for five years, and I'm still... Well, I'm, your I'm life s- is still a mess. I'm still a mess. So <laughs> I don't know. Good luck with that. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Love you, too. Bye. I started watching a lot of uh, Stuart Schmolly, so I'm hoping I can edge him out. Oh my god, I was pretty close. You used to just finish it whenever you can. I want to see how close I was. As long as you keep getting full boners, you know they're not coming anywhere. You know, because you get used to just finishing. Oh, what? <laughs> Dude, it is hilarious. I was so close. Wider. It's like a couple inches thick. And for me, I'm all about the width. Had sex with a bunch of hookers, did a bunch of cocaine, and he found his will to live. No, you didn't. I learned that from a mattress salesman. Austin has a robo-vacuum. You're fucking up the earth, you asshole. A black one that was like four inches long, just like his daddy. Fully, his whole body was inside of a Chipotle bag. It feels like a no-brainer to me. The thing's probably like nine inches long, and uh, they really enjoy him. Alright, I'll suck him. You don't need ass joint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta have a long tongue, and you gotta have some time and dedication. I mean, in all fairness, we're also eating assholes every day. Beat off next load and beat off, and then you just let it hang over the bowl so it drip dries. And then you can take it out and rinse it out. Well, this is to keep the drips from dripping. Join you have a lot of growing up to do. I get super aggressive with my husband and wife. Dude, when you go, you go. It's been really sore, and I'm like, I need to thrust more. It's not enough. And... They love it. Dude, this is going to be a load to remember. Squeeze them in every day. It's <laughs> well, it's kind of like that. There's a lot of pony boys out there. I'm going to start with this banger right here. My little ponies. Join. that's an A-plus tip right there. Could be fast-tracked to a hard-on as well. Yeah, and I just start 
thrusting. I did take a big sniff, but if you do, but I just don't think you should kill yourself. And you're like, you're like the king of laundry. Yeah, and just eating ass in general. You will not regret this, Julian. I swallowed my spit down the wrong hole. Do you have a bagger? <laughs> That's not a very good one. <laughs> Excited right now.